Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life. So buckle up and don't be shy. Because yep, we're We're going going there. there. We are back with our last episode in our series of our Not So Obvious Sins. I'm kind of sad I've liked this series. I know. We hope you guys have enjoyed it as well. And so, yeah, we are coming to you with our last one that we thought was important and also just, I don't know, relevant for Samantha and I to talk about, which would be the Not So Obvious Sin of deceit, manipulation, and all of the things kind of in between. Yeah. I mean, so I know when you hear something like lying, it's kind of easy to think, well, I'm not a liar. I don't struggle with that. Obviously, most of us probably aren't walking around being pathological liars or lying about really big things or keeping things secretive. Maybe you are. I don't know. I feel like that's a really easy temptation to fall into in life. But we think that along with the lying and deceit, the manipulation piece is such a part that I think that if you're someone who struggles with manipulation, you're probably someone who doesn't realize you're struggling with manipulation. And I think in a way, all of us can kind of fall into that. And it's really, at the end of the day, deceit. So we wanted to kind of call it out, look at what that looks like in real life and figure out how we can fight against it. And not to be cliche, but I think just as women, we are, I think you could kind of maybe put like exaggeration in the same thing Mm -hmm. or being just like kind of dramatic. Like, I think a lot of the times we use the excuse of like, I'm just being dramatic, but it's like, no, actually, like, how are you maybe manipulating that situation to get your way and not being honest or truthful? And I think that's where like, I'm like, oh, shoot, that's really hard. Yeah, I think a lot of us will hear some of these examples. So I like looked up an article of, you know, talking about, well, what does manipulation actually look like or what's considered manipulation? I think a lot of us will be a little bit like, whoa, that, you know, it's like these little things that we do in our life that probably don't hurt someone outright in the moment, but over time could probably lead to, I'm thinking about it in a marriage, like the ways that we can be manipulative and then how that could lead to damage or in friendships or in like parent child relationships or in, and I'm thinking of like us as adults, our parents, but also like us with our children, how we can tend to be manipulative or in-law situations. There's just like a whole slew, like coworkers. It's just like a weird concept to think about because in life, I think we're almost encouraged to, you know, sometimes you have to take advantage, take advantage of a situation or bend the truth to get your way or like you're lying to protect. Like there's a lot of ways that we can excuse these behaviors, but I actually think they're really damaging. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm even saying here thinking I think a lot of the ways again it's kind of cliche to say like women deal with this more but I think in that way obviously women are much more in tune with their emotions and so emotionally I think we're just more savvy normally and even as I say that I'm like I even say that I think in a boastful and prideful way of like well we're just more savvy like we can work our way around that situation or we can make that seem like oh what was me so I get my way and so I think in that way that's convicting to me because that is the way that I can easily be manipulating something for my good or my desire or my like outcome that I want in just a way because I'm like, well, I can run circles around you emotionally or whatever it may be. Yeah. I mean, I, a person in my life that I'm really close to is actually a male who's like really manipulative. And I think what's interesting is like, they're just like a really charismatic person and kind of Mm -hmm. like a salesy type person and can kind of like convince you of anything. And that's always to me, I'm like, oh, that's kind of a cool characteristic. Like they can almost like change your mind about anything. But I think where it can like turn into that manipulation is when they're doing that for their, like we were just saying, their own benefit. And it's kind of, no one ever like feels good when they feel like they're being manipulated. No, feels slimy and weird and yeah, never fun. Yeah. So, okay. What would be considered manipulation? I think this is where we're going to be a little bit like, oh gosh. Okay. The first one this article talks about is like going to great lengths to get your way. Ugh. 
And if you have a hard time when you don't get your way, double, ugh. Yep. I feel like this is just true. Even if we don't want to admit it or not, like think about the last time something didn't go your way. What was your response? Well, let me tell you, we are coming off a couple snow days here in mid-Missouri. And so my husband and I have been both working from home. And even in the last few days, I have been probably when I have not gotten my way in like a woe is me, throw me a pity party. I'm like, you know, huffing around the house, making my kids lunch, trying to work and literally just trying to be probably subconsciously a little manipulative towards my husband mm-hmm. so that like I can go get my work done. And he's like, Hey honey, let me help you with this in the way that I'm just like even huffing around my house oh, and just yeah, like that's good. frustrated, honestly. Well, and that's a good point. You said like subconsciously you're doing that. Yes. I think that's why we're kind of trying to call this up because I think what I'm trying to say is like a lot of us, including me are being a lot more manipulative than we realize. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's when we do. And then having a hard time directly voicing our needs. So, okay, an example would be like, oh gosh, like I'm just so worn out by my kids. It would be so nice if I could just have a break or like get some time to myself instead of just saying like, hey, would you mind letting me go get this time to this time by myself? Or would you mind watching my kids? I don't know. That's a weird example. No, speaking to all of our other not so obvious sins that we've talked about, I think manipulation and deceit can easily run down to bitterness. And so we talked about that a few weeks ago. And I think that's so good. And one we really have to like keep in mind, because I think of that like one way that I have grown in a lot of ways. And just Andrew and I have tried to challenge each other in our marriage is in that way of saying like, hey, I just need you to say like, Mm -hmm. hey, I need an hour to leave the house. Can you give me from this time to this time? Or if that time won't work, what do we need? Not like, yeah, in a roundabout way saying like, just need some time to myself. Yeah. Something I think I do is constantly like making a point to show like what all I do do at our home or like as a mom so that I can get some kind of either Mm. praise for that or like, oh my gosh, you do do a lot. Let me give you X, Y, and Z. And so (laughs) that's really just a weird way to ask for what you need. And we should just be more confident about asking for it. And then also being okay if it doesn't work out. (laughs) If it doesn't work out the way we planned. Let's all say it again. Be okay if we don't get our way. Oh, okay. This one is good. So projecting onto others is a way to be manipulative. And at first I was kind of like, what does that mean? But this example says like, okay, say you have trust issues. So you think everyone is untrustworthy. That is, a, mm-hmm. I think, one that a lot of girls can struggle with. It's like if you have issues with people like not following through or like you've struggled with that or been hurt by that in the past, you're kind of always maybe putting that onto other people or maybe not giving people the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. I think we see this a lot in various ways. Yes. So rough. That is like so easy to fall into. And again, I think this is one of those not so obvious sins. Like it's hard to figure that out. It's hard to maybe be self-aware of your motive in that moment. So maybe even like how you figure these out is just like taking some time to like slow down and think like, what am I really wanting out of this? What am I trying to pursue? What outcome do I want? And am I going to be okay? Like if it doesn't turn out Mm, yeah, that's good. Okay, so we already said like lying is an obvious form, but this is interesting. Sometimes, again, I think we think of lying as like telling a bold face lie, but it's actually also like stretching the truth, avoiding or ignoring the truth on a regular basis, and you're doing so like for a specific reason. So I think that is the key. Like if we look at it like that, I probably lie all the time because it's like how many times do we not we, – we like keep something to ourselves because – We don't want the person to know the whole truth or we maybe like stretch a situation. And like you were saying with exaggeration, like we that's lying. Like we're not Mm -hmm. telling something for actually how how many times I'm literally thinking of this. It's actually like a pet peeve, which I don't know if I should just 
thank my parents or I don't know, God's graciousness towards me, but it drives me nuts. And I literally try my hardest to never do this is that when people like through customer service or through a situation are just like, well, I'm just going to like, I'm just going to tell a small little lie or I'm just going to be like, well, this is the situation why I need these tickets changed or why I need this whatever thing. And it's like, no, that's actually just lying. Like that's not actually okay. Mm -hmm. And so like that is like so frustrating to me when people do that. And I'm sure I will at some point have a situation that is really tempting for me to do the same. Mm -hmm. But like at the end of the day, that's like not appropriate. You are literally manipulating or lying and being deceitful about a situation to get your way. It's so true. I mean, that is really tempting. Like I've thought about a situation recently. I'm not going to share it to out this person, but someone was like, I think I'm just going to say X, Y, and Z. And they were asking like basically for my permission if they think thought that that was okay and it's someone close enough to me where I was like actually no like I or I I said it in a nice way it was like I feel like I mean I'm not going to judge whatever you do but I feel like you're going to feel really guilty if you do that because you know it's wrong and because like sometimes maybe we would do something without thinking it through and it's like yes okay there's grace ask for forgiveness all the things but it's like you're thinking through it enough to ask me for my permission so I think you know the answer already Yes. yes I know that's what I think I think obviously yes there is grace in that and we are not being black and white here, but I think you know when you're trying and when you're making a bigger deal or being deceitful about something in that way that's like not appropriate and not Mm -hmm. right. Okay. The next one is guilt tripping, making someone feel guilty in effort to either make them feel bad or do something in particular is a prime example of manipulation. I never do that. This says, of course, it's okay to express hurt and disappointment, but if you're doing so to get something out of it, it's not an earnest behavior. I'm feeling really ugly and gross about myself I, right now yeah i mean i i think we're all probably feeling guilty about like guilt tripping we're all probably feeling this right now of like wait that that's actually me in so many areas of my life mm-hmm. that's so so convicting for me i think this is one of those areas that i don't know i mean i hope we can all reflect on our time and maybe i'm the only one but i think other people are with me in the ways of even just how i talk to other people about my day how i can easily throw myself a pity party or just feel frustrated about my circumstances and wanting people to feel sorry for me and in that way like guilting them into i don't know even just like doing something nice for me or yeah to my husband like letting him like let me go run some errands by myself because that's veg what i want to do yeah. and veg out in a way or yeah that's really really hard oh that's a good one okay not keeping promises i've never thought about that as manipulation but it's so true i think we just need to be careful about the words we say. My The first thing that popped in my head about this, a couple of years ago, I started realizing, you know, the whole Christian thing of like someone tells you something hard and you're immediately like, I'm going to be praying for you. Well, I realized like that just felt like something everyone said. And I started to question like, who are the people that are actually walking away from saying that and like meaning that? And I feel like in my life I could tell there were a few people I'm like, no, I know. And they say something like that. They really mean it. And I felt like I often would say that to people. Like it's just an offering of like, oh, like a kind gesture to say you're going to pray for someone, but like not following through with that. It's actually really sick and twisted. And so I kind of made a rule for myself of like not just saying that. Like there's been times where it actually probably feels like I should be saying that. But unless I know I'm going to like commit to praying for something in Mm -hmm. my life or if I say that like immediately stopping what I'm doing and like actually genuinely taking time to pray for that person Mm -hmm. or that situation. Mm -hmm. Oh, I've had the exact same thought for a while. I actually have not worked on it probably like over this last month. But for a long time, I felt the exact same way. And I'm like, no, this is really convicting. I'm saying that like just to be cordial kind mm-hmm. of in the moment. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you in that. Because I genuinely want to. I My heart desires to love them in that way. But then 
I'm going to forget about that. And so I have a note in my phone that Mm -hmm. I'll just be like prayers. And so I will like go to it when and if like I'm thinking about that or like sit down that night. And often I just try to pray like in that moment because Mm -hmm. like that is a genuine and honest prayer for whatever they like maybe walking through. And I want to just like stop and take the time there because I will... Yeah, just like forget. I think about it also in like times of parenting where it's just really easy to like promise your kids something. That was going to be mine. And how it's just like, I mean, obviously they're three and four and five. And like, so it's just easy to like say something in the moment that you're not really going to follow through with to get them to act a certain way. And that is actually the textbook definition of manipulation. And I've tried to work on that with my daughter because she'll call me out now. She'll say like, the other day she said like you promise right and I'm like yep mommy promises and she's like and mommy never breaks promises right and she was like wanting me to admit that if I was going to say something to her that I was going to follow through and mean it and I think that's a good reminder I think follow through is just also like a character we can easily showcase for our kids in just not even them recognizing that but even just like to grow up as people who are able to trust other people and able to think the best of someone because someone has followed through with them literally the other night my son like wanted to go to bed with his Captain America and we couldn't find it and I was like buddy you gotta go to bed and he was like can you go get it mom and I'm like I'll go get it here in a few minutes but like I couldn't find it didn't know where it was and a few minutes later I'm like cleaning up and whatever and my husband's like what are you doing I'm like well I'm looking for Captain America I forgot to take him in there and he was like well he's asleep by now like he won't know and I'm like no I want to follow through that is not a dig at my husband I genuinely was like yeah like he won't know but I'm like no I want him to wake up and know like mommy did what she said she was going to do yeah so like here you know, just in small ways. It's so easy not to. I think we all have pet peeves like that bother us more than others. But one of my biggest things in life is when someone is like a big talker, but they can't follow through. And so I talk about that a lot in my marriage. Like it's really important to me personally. Maybe I need to dig this back and find out if there's some kind of like trauma in my life. But if something says they're going to do something to me and then they don't follow through, that is such a big turnoff to me in Mm -hmm. friendships and relationships Mm -hmm. and work environments. It's just like a really weird thing I have. Yeah. So I feel that. Yeah. Okay. So the next one is you do nice things, dot, 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 but with expectations. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like we all do this. It's like, even if we're not trying to, like when we do something nice, we expect someone to like notice that or to appreciate that verbally or to like return the favor back to us. And we just have to really practice. I think it's just like a heart state of like, no, I'm doing this out of just complete grace for whoever, whatever, and not expect anything back. I mean, you guys all know me and I have talked so many times how I am an achiever. I like to do things. I like to check things off a list. And I do that same thing in my relationships if I like it or not. And I think it's a way that obviously God has built me for a reason, but I can quickly make that about myself. And so I feel like all the time I am either reaching out to a friend, giving a gift, thinking about them in this way, reaching out to them. Like I could think of umpteen things. Now, if I've ever done that for you, please don't feel like I was expecting something in return. I'm really trying not to, but I think it is my like human brokenness to right away go to like, well, they didn't say thank you though. Mm -hmm. Or like, well, or maybe you don't get the reaction you're expecting. Yes. It is just such a bummer. And I hate when I do that about the situation. I hate that for myself. I hate that for the other person. And I think like, I don't want to expect that. Like, why am I bummed? Or I don't know. It's happening less and less, but that is for sure hard. That's a good one. Okay. So punishing people when you don't get your way. And this example gives the main thing of like posting something passive aggressive on your Instagram story. I know we already talked about passive aggressiveness and just passiveness in general, but that's a big one too, because it's kind of like we're being manipulative without just saying like, 
you know, I am frustrated with you for X, Y, Z. We're going to choose to kind of maybe that's like in your marriage withholding like physical touch or sex or kind of just like, you know, I hear a lot of times my friends talking about like the silent treatment, which is funny to me and my husband because we couldn't do that if someone offered us a million dollars we are too petty and we are like have too big of mouths are you sure a million dollars i don't know i mean i probably could <laughs> muster up the energy but like it is so hard for us to ignore each other i'm also always confused of like when you have kids i'm like how do you give each other the silent treatment for like days on end like oh days on end no i like i don't know i just feel like when people the silent treatment like no just like say what you're angry about talk it out or yeah if you need space that's one thing but like purposely not talking to them about something because you're mad about another thing like there's so many ways we're passive aggressive yes okay and so our last one is being overly persuasive so Finding ways to persuade people in what you want them to do or behave a certain way. I think we know these people, and that's kind of what I was talking about with, like, a certain person in my life. Just being super schmoozy, like, they really can convince you of anything. They're usually, like, fun people who you, like, want to please in some way. Mm -hmm. And I think they use that power in a negative way. Oh, yeah. I think that's a hard one. Again, as females, I think it's easy to be like, oh, but that's what I want. Or like, honey, let's like, can you please like, even if it's like, buy that for me because yada, yada, yada. Like, I feel like we do this in kind of like a silly, funny way. But when you actually think of like what's happening in the moment, you're like, I wouldn't want that done to me. Or like, that's not actually of pure intent. Or I'm not actually thinking like, I don't know, I'm not thinking well or wanting the best for the other person involved in the situation. And so I think that's when it's like kind of weird and funky and comes down to something that's like not honest. I feel bad because I feel like I do this a lot with my husband. Like I can kind of convince him. I don't know. I'm really bad about that. Like just begging or kind of like using that. Well, Justin, you're hearing it here first. Yeah, don't I'm give sorry. Me. Yeah, no, no. no we hard. wanted to talk about this one again because I think these are all things. I hope some of these things have related to you. You know, when looking at God's word for what the opposite of this deceit or manipulation may look like, I think a lot of times it comes down to having a posture and an attitude of humility. I think a lot of times in this like malice and just deceit or manipulation, we are thinking too highly of ourselves or thinking that we deserve something that just honestly we don't, or we are just wanting something of someone that we, again, don't deserve. And so I think in that way, having just a spirit of humility as Jesus did, deceit, I mean, in the Bible is ranked up there with a lot of really like evil things as Jesus describes it in Mark 7. And so I think it's one of those things we have to watch out for and be aware of. But it really is, again, one of those things that's probably in your own heart and mind. So it's going to take a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. And I think to kind of wrap up this whole series, I mean, these are all things that, yeah, you're not going to fall over dead the next day or just like, I don't know, that's so dramatic. Oh, being manipulative. <laughs> you're not going to maybe feel the weight of these sins always. But I do think it's important if we're trying to truly live lives of holiness and always pursuing more holiness to be more like Jesus and to have our lives reflect that, that these little sins can actually build up to be really big mountains that we have to tackle in our lives if we don't handle them. And so I hope this was encouraging more than it felt convicting. I mean, I'm sure I know I've been personally convicted throughout this series, but overall, I hope we'll all leave with just feeling like a lot of hope for, hey, I can tackle some of these small areas of my life that actually are probably causing bigger issues than I realize. So we've enjoyed it and we hope you guys have too. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast. And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.